Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Chocolate Hazelnut Podcast. I'm Chocolate. I'm Hazelnut. And this is our show. Today we have an article coming to you from Slate. Slate. And Hazelnut's going to present it to us. Alright, so title of this um, is by Elizabeth Spears. It says, my partner insists on buying me elaborate gifts that I pay for. <laughs> you know what? That right there already grinds my gears because <laughs> you buying me gifts that, that I have to pay for. You with know what my I mean? money. So you giving me a Rolex and then I'm getting the bill. You're not really paying. You're not even buying. <laughs> but let me let you get into that before we even. All right. So it says, Dear Pay Dirt, I am the sole earner in my house. This was always the plan. And I genuinely do not feel like all the money that I make is all mine. My spouse's contribution to our family is important and valued. I make enough money for one income to be workable. But with recent inflation, things have gotten noticeably tighter. In past years, I have tried to gently tell my spouse that I really don't need holiday or birthday gifts. But they love receiving gifts and I love giving them. They say... I have to guess that the person writing it is a guy because mostly guys don't like receiving gifts or the more masculine person in the Quite honestly, I'm going to say that this is a gay couple of men because in my experience, the vast majority of people who refer to their husbands Uh or wives as spouses are in gay relationships. Okay. Like, that's just my my opinion. I still think the guy is a guy writing it. Yeah. Um, so they say they would feel very badly if I didn't have gifts from them to open as well. Obviously, the thought put into the gift is more important than the money. But with things being tighter, I can't help but feel like I am actually being handed a gift. Well, I am not actually being handed a gift. But a card that says, hey, I blew $200 on this thing we don't need. Now you have to find a way to cram in some overtime. I am tired. I am stressed. I do not want more crap in my house or have to work more to pay for said crap. But I cannot figure out how to communicate this without making my spouse feel like I am shaming them. Okay, so... This is a case of be careful what you wish. Be careful what you wish for because you guys plan for you to be the sole provider. Now you're paying for it on the back end. You guys should have sat down and said, if I'm the sole provider, we need to set this budget. We have this budget for gifts. This is what I expect. This is how we're going to manage the money together. It's sweet to want to buy gifts, but when the money isn't really there the way you want it to be, not that it's not there, but the way that you want it to be, you guys should have a very honest and candid conversation. They don't tell us if they've had that conversation here, so I'm assuming they didn't. Well, they said that they've tried to very gently over the years tell them that they didn't need birthday or holiday gifts. That, that means so they've been hinting at it. And maybe they have, maybe they haven't. We don't know their communication style. But I will say, because like, cause it's, it's one of those things where, like, oh, 
maybe it started off as like, oh, I simply don't want anything for Christmas. Oh, you know, you don't have to do that. And then it turned into, well, um, you know, hey, this year we're not going to get each other gifts and this and that and the third. But then the person who wants the gifts is like, well, if I'm going to give you a gift, you know, you should get me a gift. And now it's kind of like reciprocal. And depending on taste and what they've been used to, gifts are typically more expensive, you know, than just a, a nice little cute something. So here's a line that stuck out to me, and I was trying to think. It says, I cannot figure out how to communicate this without making my spouse feel like I'm shaming them. So what I would say is for some people you have to treat it is you're going to have to treat the truth like a blunt instrument. Say, hey, we can't afford this. Or, yes, we have the money and savings, but just because we have the money doesn't mean that we should be buying this. I get your intention is sweet, but right now, financially, things are tight, so we should not do this. I have something I want to say. What if that person's love language is gift-giving? You want my answer? I'm just think about it. The, the 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 spouse that's buying the gifts, right? Their love language is gift giving. They love receiving gifts, and so the other spouse is like, okay, cool. Like I can get you gifts or whatever. So in their head, love is equated to gift giving, frequently nice, thoughtful gifts, all of that type of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So that's very important because if just the same as somebody whose um, love language is like words of affirmation. If they're not verbally hearing you give them some type of like, you know, um, praise, love, words of encouragement, those type of things, then they don't feel loved. They don't they don't feel that love, even though you may love them. And let's say that your love language is acts of service. You can do everything for them. But if you don't say it out of your mouth, they don't feel the love that you give them. So what if this person's love language is gift giving? And so this is how they're trying to express and communicate their love and receive love. But the spouse whose money that it is essentially is, um, you know, that's not their primary love language. And so instead of looking at the gifts, it's like, I understand this is a form of love and this and that and third, let's find a different way to give gifts. You know, maybe they just need to have the conversation that way. Okay. Instead of just making it about finances. Well, let's turn this over to our audience and see what they think. Yeah, let's do so. Um, do you guys believe that they should be take a more straight um, forward approach or should they continue with the hints or... How did you just work? No, that's not what I, that's not I know, what I'm saying. I know, but I'm talking about from my, what I said. Okay, no, what and I'm I, saying is that the conversation... Should shift from finances. Should, like, because he said, I don't know, or she, we don't know because it says they. They said that they're trying to figure out how to um, have this conversation and communicate it effectively without shaming their partner. So basically... Instead of, um, you know, having the conversation around, well, we don't need to spend this money on gifts because of finances, maybe look at it from, I understand 
that, you know, your love language is gift giving and we can still give each other gifts. Just let's not spend as much on gifts or let's give different types of gifts. But my thing is they said they're tired of cramming extra stuff in the house. So it really doesn't seem like it matters as to the amount that's spent. It's that they feel like well, it's no, overwhelming. No, because it said every time they get a gift, all they can think about is this is $200 and now I have to go work overtime. Yes. So the finances are a problem because also remember finances are getting tighter. Inflation. Yeah, so they notice the budget. So the amount that's being spent does matter. Okay. So I feel like if you shift it from... So what's the question you would pose to the audience? I mean, quite honestly, do you guys agree or disagree? with um you know either chocolate or my um approach to how this this commenter should um have this conversation with their spouse and or do you have another um alternative that you would recommend to them and just to remind them chocolate said treat it like a blunt uh, instrument either way you have to have a candid conversation you said switched it from finances to from finances to different type, like a different way to give gifts. Okay. Still have a candid conversation. Yeah, I'm not saying the conversation. I'm saying the approach is what I'm talking about. I mean, the approach, I feel like both of our approaches should be blunt. It should be to the point. It should be well, well-established yeah. boundaries, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, but uh, yours is more gentle than mine. Mine is just go in. I don't think mine is more gentle. I think, I think it's yours just... is because you're considering the feelings and the how they feel about gift giving mine is hey this is hurting the budget this is hurting the household I mean and while I don't feel that it's shaming them it's letting them know straightforward where you're at yours is more of let's take it away from the finance talk and make it more loving and understanding and say no. hey we don't need to be as extravagant with the gifts giving because it's the thought behind it that's your approach at least that's how I interpret it well, see, and that's that's sort of what I'm saying, but not quite. What I mean when I say that is that when you shift the conversation, you can say like, okay, instead of spending $200 on a watch or, you know, $500 on a new vacuum cleaner, whatever it is, right? Like, we just don't have the money for it, but I don't want to take away from, you know, your form of your form of expression of love, which is gift giving. So instead of spending the money doing X, Y, Z to give or receive the gifts, let's do it this way. So we're still talking about finances, but that's not the point of saying let's not have the gifts. So, well, it is and it isn't. You know what I mean? Like, now you're kind of like having a give and take. So you're offering a solution to the problem instead of just like saying, okay, this is what it is. And now your problem is your problem by itself. Okay. Well, let's leave this up to the audience. How do you think this person should approach this issue? I mean. Let us know. Yeah. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And let us know what you think.